0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: This is Recode Media with Peter Kafka. That is me. I'm speaking to you live on tape from Vox Media headquarters in New York City. Today, I've got a dense, information-packed and excellent interview with one of my competitors, Alex Sherman from CNBC. We're gonna talk about sports. And streaming and CBS Viacom, how all those things are connected, and whether and when the tech guys are going to put down big money on pro sports. We're going to bring you that conversation right now. Welcome, Alex. Thanks. Got to feed the beast, Peter. I understand. No, I just got to feed you. We're all good. You wrote a few weeks back about Viacom and CBS, which used to be two companies. Actually, used to be one company. Then there were two companies. Now they're merged. Coming out with a newish streaming service, and last week they sort of unveiled that streaming service, except there's no name, price, date, and they're not telling us what's in it. Yeah, we have to wait for the uh, what I assume will be
2: the rite of passage for every media company now where they actually unveil the price and the name of the service. The two-tier thing. You say, a thing is coming. Day. A
1: thing is coming. Correct.
2: And then there's another thing where they get us all in a room and say, here's the thing. And that's where they serve the food or, you know, bring out the people or whatnot. We've already seen it with Apple and Disney and NBC. And Have you gone to all of them yet? I didn't go to Disney, but I did go to HBO's, Apple's, and NBC's. Am I missing any at this point? I, 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 think I didn't go to NBC. I heard they had good food at NBC. Oh, yeah. They had good sushi up in the <sighs> Rainbow Room. I totally missed You missed it. that. Yeah. That that was the highlight of all five events or okay. four events, whatever it is. So yes, this one is weird in a way because Viacom CBS, that's the awful name of the new company, um, is both early and late to streaming. They are early in the sense that CBS All Access is an existing streaming service, which was actually... Arguably the first of the I major so. streaming yeah.
1: services. It came out about five years ago. They yelled at me when I suggested they were doing it at the same time as HBO. They used to yell at me a lot. Yes. In those days. Yeah. Now they have other things to yell about,
2: uh, mainly their s- uh, sinking stock price. But, you know, CBS All Access has
1: done, I think, at least if you ask them, yeah, it can, has done well. It's where you can get The Twilight Zone. It's where you, I get The Son of Good Wife. It's called Good Fight Uh, What am I missing? There's some other shows no one ever talks about. Originals, of course. Yep. And then Big Bang Theory and lots of old and live
2: NFL. If you want to watch on your phone instead of you know your cable package or digital antenna on your TV, you can watch football games, which is different than a lot of the other streaming services, which don't have live sports. So this thing exists. It plus Showtime has 11 million subscribers already, and it brings in 1.6 billion dollars of revenue. And what they uh, kind of alluded to and what I reported two weeks ago is that this existing thing will be the base of a new streaming service, which will include much of the content from Viacom. So you bring Viacom and CBS together. Now you bring the content of Viacom added on to the CBS All Access service. So
1: for the folks who are listening to this podcast who who don't remember that Viacom is a giant entertainment company because it is much smaller now than it used to be, especially in terms of like – uh, impact, um, run through some of the portfolio of Viacom. Sure. So it's um, linear TV networks such
2: as Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, MTV, BET, uh, Smithsonian. I'm sure you watch Smithsonian so this used, a lot.
1: Viacom used to be sort of the dominant cable company. MTV. Sort of like everyone wanted to be Viacom. Correct.
2: And now they don't. And now they don't. Yeah, a lot of those networks have fallen on hard times. I mean, VH1 used to be a network people watched in the 90s, and certainly no one is watching that. And uh, some of those other networks certainly had their heyday, Comedy Central even, uh, that, and they've sort of fallen on harder times because the big programming that was once there is no longer there. So some of this programming will be on this new service. But what, again, sort of makes the Viacom CBS strategy – unique and we can debate whether this is good or bad is that not all of it will be on yeah. the service so disney has basically put all of their stuff on disney plus more or less some of that stuff is licensed
1: they can't quite get it yet some of their old stuff right there's still correct. stuff that's, if that if disney is still saying look we still have a network tv business and by the way we still have cable so yeah. we're putting stuff no live sports. we're putting stuff on that um, there's going to be some stuff we make just for Disney+, and there's going to be an ongoing discussion about what goes there. But just to be clear, with C- and CBS Viacom has been very vague about all this, but there- are they saying, look, you can get the new NCIS? Is that still on TV?
2: Yeah, so that's on—you can get NCIS on CBS All Access. Today, because it's today. already running, right? Correct. But South Park, for instance, which is, you know, one of the uh, big brand shows on Comedy Central— was just sold to HBO Max. So that will not be on yeah. this new buy So it's going to be
1: a grab bag of stuff.
2: And that is by design, apparently. That is what CEO Bob Backish said during the company's earnings call, that as these shows sort of come up on a case-by-case basis, they will make the decision about whether or not to put it on their own streaming service or to license it out yeah. and make money that way. I think
1: that show was about $500 million, which you know, the, was a lot of money. The other guys are in a little bit of this Right. There's a there's a a Warner Media thing that is going to Netflix. It's a superhero thing. I can't remember the name of it. There's these one offs that either they're doing going into the future now or in the past they made some deal. And so this stuff's not available. Correct. So
2: the the thing that makes the South Park thing interesting is it just happened, yeah, right. So the office or friends or stuff, you're seeing that stuff pulled back. The right. deal was made and then it's being pulled back. South Park is one of these big brands where
1: CBS Viacom said we know we're going to launch this thing theoretically at least, right, right. But in theoretically we're going to we could talk about the the theory of all this. But yes. we know we're going to launch this. We still would rather take the money up Correct. front from WarnerMedia, at then bundle this into our thing. That's right. Which, so, which you're, you, if you should be raising your eye about, quite big at that, because if you're not going to keep your best stuff for your own net, streaming network, then what are you doing?
2: That's right. So it's hard to know exactly what they're doing in that sense. If you listen to Backish, he said, we want to keep the big brands internally, so maybe South Park is a one-off and... That will be sort of the end of this. I'm not sure. It is still vague, and to be fair, they have not had their big unveil day, so maybe we'll learn a little bit more about the strategy then. But of what we know of the strategy now, it does sound like they're trying to do two things at once, which often isn't a winning strategy. And after that earnings call, you did see the stock plummet like 15%. Some of that was on bad earnings, but some of it also may be investor's scratching their heads being, we're
1: not sure if this is a winning strategy or not. And, and again, uh, part of this is not the current management's fault, right? But that Viacom doesn't mean anything to a consumer. It shouldn't. and But more than that, even like MTV and VH1 and BET and Comedy Central may not mean anything. You might really like Broad City or Trevor Noah. Broad City's not on anymore, or is, is it still on? Who knows? I should know this. Um, the point is you might know the show. You don't know the network in the same way that you probably do know Disney, but you probably don't know what Warner Media is, and that's one of the things that struggles that HBO Max is going to have.
2: The other oddity of this is that Many of those networks actually have their own streaming product already in existence because – They are – this is where they're so late to the game. So there's already a BET Plus that has BET programming that you can pay money for. Uh, Noggin is a preschool network that Viacom owns where they throw shows like Dora, which is a Nickelodeon show. That's on Noggin. You pay money. You get that. So the idea here is you can still subscribe to those, but similar to the HBO Max strategy, they want to put out sort of a broad offering that will compel people – to sign up for that. Maybe it's a dollar or two more that you pay and you get all of this great stuff uh, in addition so, to whatever
1: you you might want, so let's let's stipulate for now that that we're not sure how this is going to pan out because maybe they don't know how it's going to pan out. But this is all to come. And if you're confused by listening to this, sorry, we're trying to we're trying to explain it. But there is confusion in the market about this, so you're not alone. Um, and then broadly, right, the idea is there's a paid ad free service that's Showtime. There's this thing that is currently called CBS All Access that you can pay for with ads, and then you can pay more for them to get out without ads, and that's what this new thing is going to go into, probably might get a new name change, who knows. And then they bought this thing called Pluto, which is free streaming TV, and there is a little boom of appreciation among media investors and and, uh, media executives saying, hey, this free streaming stuff with ads might be good. We have uh, the NBC thing, Peacock, which is decidedly that. You have Viacom's already bought this thing called Pluto. Uh, Comcast slash Peacock is supposedly buying this thing called Zumo, um, which, again, if you haven't heard of that, there's a reason for that. And then there's one called Tubi TV, which is now supposedly going to be acquired by Fox. Fox. So all of these things are basically more or less the same, which is they're free. They're on the Internet. You can get them on your Roku box or wherever. They stream stuff when they have ads. Right. So three tiers, free.
2: Broad and premium, that's what ViacomCBS is Burrus, Jr.: So what I
1: wanted to ask you about is this this boomlet of the free stuff, right, or renewed interest in it. One, do these things have real traction? And two, if they don't have real traction, should we assume that getting attached to an NBC or a Fox is going to give them real traction? Or is this sort of just wish fulfillment on the part of the executives who still like the ad business and want some way to to push it out?
2: So I think this is like a near-term, long-term question. There does appear to be near-term appeal. For these, um, I know that NBC's strategy, which has been so focused on free, the thinking there is that NBC's content, which is good but not great. We should say you work for NBC. I work for NBC, correct. But this is sort of the internal thinking from people that I've spoken to. The idea is we can't really compete head-to-head with Netflix or Disney or maybe even HBO. But if we put out a product that's free— enough people will sign up for it that there is enough demand for advertising uh, uh, of adver- the advertising inventory that's what i'm looking for that we might be able to make 5 6 7 dollars purely on ads for every person that subscribes to this per month so now you're looking at basically the same amount of money that you'd be charging for a subscription service yep. but it's free so that is the idea now nbc has an advantage over the other ones that we just talked about, because even if their content isn't as good as Disney's, it is arguably just as good as Viacom CBS's, maybe better than Fox's at this point. Fox sold most of their stuff to Disney already, so at least you can pair up some of that NBC stuff with the melange of stuff you get on these free services—random
1: grab bag of stuff, which is
2: like Young Turks and Cheddar and Bloomberg—and
1: and it's all—it's all. I mean, I've definitely. T- I want to. S- keep the name of one of these executives confidential for now. But they're saying, look, part of this is uh – is a class thing, right? Like, you know, you, you a lot of the folks who are writing and talking about this stuff are coastal folks. They might have more money than other folks and they're thinking about HBO versus Netflix versus Apple TV and this premium stuff. And it doesn't mean they don't want to watch other stuff, but there's a lot of folks who were paying 12 or 20 or however many dollars it's going to be, especially once you start adding these up, is a non-starter. They're perfectly happy to watch something. Um, and in, increasingly, it sounds like some of these services are in, in fact catering to them and showing them different kinds of movies than you would see on Netflix.
2: So to some degree, this is a business school experiment in real life. Because if you think about there are these, this is a common exercise in business school. You put out these demand boxes and you're like, okay, we want to fill the free quality box because the free unquality, can I swear on this? The free shitty stuff is already taken up by YouTube and TikTok and a variety of these other things, but but look at this white space we have over here in the free quality stuff. So NBC's thinking is, all right, we can put out a product there, and then that can be ours, and we can sell that to advertisers. And so I think that's the wave that we've seen recently about. Okay, so now Viacom owns one of these, and Fox owns one of these, and Comcast is going to buy one of these, or two. I mean, they're also in talks to buy Voodoo. I don't fully know how that fits into this or even if that, that makes no sense. Acquisition is going to happen at this point. But yeah, that's we're we're in this sort of consolidation mode here where the big media companies are trying to fill the white space so that they have enough offerings to try to get to everyone whether it's free or
1: subscription. So that's why we're seeing this. Just taking a quick break so you guys can hear from one of our excellent sponsors.
0: Vacations can be tricky. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary workday until... The Singapore presentation is at
0: 3 a.m.
1: The office was shocked.
0: <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary
1: with Canva.
0: (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime.
1: Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at Canva.com. Designed for work. Now we're back with Alex Sherman. Everyone gets upset about streaming wars. but It is a war, by the way. They are all fighting. And when we talk about the free stuff, it's important to think about the idea that we're not just talking now about Netflix versus Apple versus Disney because now you're talking about YouTube and Facebook. Really, YouTube is a dominant sort of ad-supported free video. Um, I know that the folks at NBC complain very loudly all the time, and now they're doing it in public, saying we, we don't make any money when we sell our stuff on YouTube. I think other folks would argue. Otherwise, for NBC in particular... Alex Sherman, NBC insider who talks to NBC insiders. Do you think when, when Peacock launches for real that some of this stuff, like you can watch most of SNL right now for free on Twitter and YouTube. It's on official NBC channels. Do you think that goes away or do you think they keep it out there and it, stay, and it goes on Peacock and YouTube?
2: Uh, I think some of it will go away. Uh, they're they're going to pull stuff back from Hulu. They'll likely pull it back from YouTube. They'll probably want to keep some sampling out there for the same reason Actually, Bakish said this on his earnings call, too, that part of that content licensing strategy is to, like, you need to bring as many people into your universe as possible. So you do want to dangle some of that stuff. You don't want to bring it all in-house because, you know, look, NBC only put out a guided subscriber of, like, 30 to 35 million people that they expect to sign up for any version of Peacock in five years.
1: Which seems super small. It's ridiculous. You because Disney saying They almost have 30
2: million after yeah. six months or whatever. And that's a paid product. So – Maybe NBC feels like, look, we don't know how much traction Peacock is going to get. We're going to market it, but maybe we won't market it super hard because we don't really want people to cancel from our cable video service, which also is a Comcast product. This is sort of the conflict of interest you get when a media company lies within a larger Telecommunications company, they're, they're sort of offering products that directly compete with each other. So maybe that's a part of the equation, also. But yeah, I think overall the thinking is over time, we will bring this into the peacock house. It's good for consumers, bad for consumers. I mean, a free product is a free product. So that's good for consumers in the sense that, you know, if you pull it back a little bit a few years ago, you pretty much had to subscribe to cable TV to get. Stuff that was of good quality. And you had to watch ads. And you had to watch ads. Now, at least, there are other ways that you can get good quality. And you may need to watch ads still if you're not a cable subscriber.
1: Or you may be able to pay a premium to not watch them. You've got some choices. Correct. I think think it's good.
2: Yeah, I think it's overall a good thing for consumers. This entire thing is a good thing for consumers. It is a little disaggregated at this point, but that is a problem that maybe will solve itself over time. Well, let's talk
1: about the aggregation real quickly. So um, for a long time, Viacom and CBS – they haven't been trying to get together. Sherry Redstone, who effectively owns them both, has been trying to push them together, and she eventually got her way, which is what you'd think you do if you own the companies. Um, but it's always been clear that the Viacom-CBS combination is not supposed to stop there, right? That Sherry Redstone says sometimes that she wants to buy their stuff and make a bigger company. If you look at our chart, Viacom-CBS even combined, that's the Rico.net chart of the media universe. It's still very small compared to the really big players. Or and she says this less often, out loud at least, it's going to get bought by someone else. So all of this conversation we're having here about what Viacom CBS streaming strategy is like and all that, how much of that is because they literally haven't figured it out and how much of that is because they're just kicking the can down the road because they're going to consolidate the two companies, that's a year or so, and maybe by the time that's done, someone else is going to come buy them.
2: Well, yeah, either someone else is going to come buy them or they're going to have to buy other stuff, that's for sure. I mean... If you look at the, you alluded alluded to this, and I alluded to it a little bit earlier about their sinking stock price, that company has an $18 billion market cap today. Compare that to like Disney, which is, you know, 300 billion, Comcast, which is 200 billion. When that deal got done, the combined market cap companies, the two together were 30 billion. Viacom was worth 12. Today it's 18. So since that deal was announced in August of last year, An entire Viacom has been lost in market value in six months. So the market has basically said, boo, thumbs down to this merger. So that means one of two things. They either need to buy something else and a lot of other stuff, or they need to sell themselves. And what is there left to buy that's going to be of scale for them?
1: Mm, I don't know. There's not a lot out there. You can name it on one hand, right? It's like AMC, Lionsgate, You know, they can merge with Discovery.
2: Yeah. Uh, we're already starting to yeah. lose focus here. I mean, th- there's it would have to be a long-term roll-up over time of pretty much all of those things, or they'll need to sell themselves. So yeah, it's one of two options. They would love to say they're of scale now. In fact, yeah. they do out sure. loud say we're of scale now. That will be put to the test somewhat with NFL rights, and maybe this is a nice segue to the sports, um, because they're going to have to pay about $2 billion a year to hold on So their NFL package, that's kind of a drop in the bucket to some other companies. Let's do that here. So
1: you've made the segue. And I'm stopping your segue because you're a broadcast pro and I'm I'm shitty at this. But NFL rights, we talk about a lot here because— they're kind of the most valuable thing in media. They're really important idea of sort of who's interested and who's not in investing big in media. For years now, we've been talking about the idea that a digital player might show up. You wrote a piece this week and said, they're not coming anytime soon for these next rounds of NFL rights. What does that look like?
2: So it probably will look much like what we've already seen. From my understanding meaning, of the- Meaning
1: if you want to watch an NFL game, you turn on a broadcast TV network. Correct. And it
2: will- so the same broadcast TV networks, there are only four of them. It's going to be- ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. ABC currently does not have football, so the new thing may be one of two things. Either, uh, and this is probably more likely, the new Monday Night Football package splits between ABC and ESPN, or maybe it's simulcast on ABC. Disney really wants this apparently because they want ABC to get in the rotation of playoffs and Super Bowl where – the ratings are huge and the advertising revenue is huge. They're not currently in that rotation because it's only ESPN, which is a cable They network. want you watching on Sunday. Correct. They want yeah. you watching on Sunday. So that's the other part of this, which is if they don't just get Monday Night Football, they're going to actively compete against CBS for the Sunday afternoon package that they do not have. NBC also may
1: compete so against you, CBS And you think that. the support, the value of the rights – even though sports, TV in general is down, sports in general, and the NFL had a good year this year, but in general, their ratings are down. You think the, the price goes up for the next round of NFL deals?
2: Way up, way up. Not only up, but way up. And, and, and the reason it will go way up is that, yes, ratings are down from their peak, but millions and millions and millions of people are canceling traditional pay TV every year, so they are down less than virtually every yeah. other programming that and is the on And the argument television. is,
1: yeah, one, it's less, and two, because it's harder to reach this audience, you got to buy sports because you can't find this big audience. It's also the
2: most watched stuff, yeah. like, by far. I mean, if you look at the most watched programming... You know, it's like 47 of the top 50 shows were football, professional so, football. So
1: we understand why the networks want uh, NFL. They can't not have it is the, is the exactly. theory. Why don't we see an Apple, Amazon, Facebook coming I and going, I know you guys all want this, but look how much money so I have. To, it
2: sounds to me that it is the NFL that is not yet comfortable selling to these streamers. The people that I have spoken to that work in their media rights divisions at these tech companies have basically said, we do not get the sense that the NFL is ready to sell this to us, they are concerned about
1: reach. There are reach, reach means how many people can actually figure out how to get this onto yes, their TV. And a lot of
2: old people watch sports, and a lot of people that don't maybe have the 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 right speed on broadband connections. Or watch by the sports.
1: way, don't know how to get their. TV talking correctly to their, to their uh, Absolutely. router, or yep. you know what a router is. So we're is. still a
2: little early on that, I think, is the NFL. And so even if,
1: even if a Bezos or someone said, I'm going to make you a King Kong deal, what are you paying, $2 billion for a, CBS, Viacom, you offer $2 billion for that package, let's make it 10
2: I just don't think it's going to happen. That's what I hear. Um, it, look, Amazon could put the league to the test and do that. Yep. From what I hear...
1: They're not. That is what I hear consistently, too. We're all still waiting for it to happen. And then is is some of it just that the the tech guys still don't think this stuff is as valuable as the TV guys are? Possibly, that actually they think the stuff is worth considerably less.
2: I mean, we saw to some degree, even in the two billion scenario, so going from one billion to two billion, People around Viacom, CBS are worried about that number. They're like, we're gonna lose money on that in the beginning, and hopefully we can make it up by the end. So if you're throwing 10 out there, I mean you're it's a huge loss leader. So the tech companies would really have to be committed that doing
1: this would have some sort of value for them in the years to and come. And they have they still have even though you see I mean Netflix obviously is spending, you know, now they're gonna be like $18 billion in debt. But with the exception of Netflix, None of the other tech companies said TV is crucial to what we do. I mean, Apple's market cap is like a
2: trillion or whatever, and so is Amazon's. You have to realize that, like, the cat has been out of the bag on streaming for years now. If Apple or Amazon had wanted to, they could have bought up eight media companies at this point. They
1: haven't. I mean, maybe not for regulatory
2: reasons. You know, for regulatory reasons, maybe not. But certainly, they could have bought one giant one, maybe, for regulatory reasons. Let's give them one. If you move it back five years ago, seven years ago— I think I'm, I'm on pretty safe ground to say one of those deals could have happened, you know, whether it was Apple buying Disney or Amazon buying you know, Warner or whatever. It hasn't happened. So what is my takeaway from that? My takeaway is these companies feel like that's not the best use of their money. Um, and they would rather invest in the core and do what they know and sort of dabble on the edges around this. And, you know, to some degree, that's exactly what they're still doing. And the thing about these NFL rights is they're seven or eight years. So it's not like they could turn around two years from now and say, like, we're in. Right. No, they're locked out till 2030. The one exception
1: here is the Sunday, Sunday direct ticket. TV. Sunday ticket, uh, now owned by AT&T. It looked like maybe that was going to be available near term. Now it's not. Um, and this is, again, if you're not a sports person, this allows you to watch every NFL game except the one that's happening right in your, your hometown. Um, and a lot of people are really addicted to it. And it seems like the kind of thing that the NFL could absolutely sell to an Amazon.
2: That's right. So the deal there is DirecTV has owned this package since the mid-'90s. Um, and for a while, for really up until present time, if you wanted to get this package, you had to be a DirecTV subscriber. What DirecTV learned was they only brought in like 2 million people doing this. So that sounds like a lot, but you know there's like 12 million DirecTV subscribers and it ended up being a losing bet for them. They were paying about a billion and a half dollars a year for it. There's all sorts of nebulous calculations about the value of this. But when AT&T bought DirecTV, Contingent on that deal was that DirecTV re-up Sunday ticket. Just a couple years later, AT&T has basically said, you know what? This isn't all that valuable to us. And from what I understand, they're not expected to be a major player in the renegotiation rights of Sunday ticket. Maybe they might work out some deal where they keep the old-fashioned broadcast rights – for less money, and these streaming rights are carved off of it. It may be some sort of split deal where they still hang an on. NFL
1: specialty. An NFL specialty, up, exactly. The deals.
2: But they're not going to pay another one and a half, two billion billion a year for Sunday tickets. So the door's open. All those other packages, the people that own them now, Fox, CBS, NBC, ESPN, they all want it back. This is the one where the current owner says, we don't want it back for what it is. So Amazon is interested there. And from what I understand, Disney's ESPN Plus is very interested. Those two – and maybe you can throw Apple into the mix here – have something going for them that many others don't where they have a subscription program where this thing could be an enticement similar to how you had to be a DirecTV subscriber to buy this thing. ESPN would make it so that you had to subscribe to ESPN Plus and then you pay an extra 200-300. Amazon would do it the same thing with Prime. You become a Prime subscriber and then
1: you get this access is the old to the cable this thing. model, right? You subscribe to cable and then you have the option to buy HBO.
2: Right. So there is so there is more value than just the revenue you get from the product by doing this for them because you invite them into your ecosystem and then they're doing all sorts of other stuff on your service. Yes. So it's a it's a
1: carrot to get you into their world. Alex, it took 27 minutes and you've caught me up on a full week of media, I appreciate it. My I'm pleasure, I'm going to take another Peter. break soon. Um, we will have you back. You are good at reporting and writing, and it turns out you're good at talking, too. I'm, I'm a little bit worried I'm about job. I'm a big fan of the show. I'm glad you're here. Weekly Thank you, Alex. Listener. Thank you. Thanks again to Alex, and thanks again to you guys for listening to this show, and thanks again to you guys for telling me you like the show, and since I'm thanking you so much, I'm going to ask one thing of you, which is to tell someone else about this show always good to have new listeners. So thanks in advance for that. Zach had a great idea, which was to ask you for yet one more thing. Why don't you tell me who you'd like to hear on this show? You know how to reach me. You can at me. You can yell at me. You can email me. It's very easy to email me. Google the Google the address. I love to hear from you guys. I love feedback and I do indeed take suggestions. So looking for those in my inbox or in my ear. See you soon.